1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Friday, Firearms Technology and the Gun Industry. On Friday's show, it's not just the new gizmo or latest model. We talk about companies, the industry, where we came from, and what's next in materials, technology, and design. Now we go. There, now we'll do this again. Welcome, everybody, to our weekly wrap-up. We can be live on Fridays to uh, talk about what was focused on our Second Amendment this week. We uh, leave a description in the video. I guess I should open up the video here. So we're uh, paying attention to this, or we're watching the screen here. We're screen sharing, sharing, and... I use about a third to a quarter of the screen for the comments. So people that are following or so joining us live are uh, part of the show. Feel free to leave some comments, be part of the show over here. And we have a poll going. So another way that you can participate in the show if you're following along live is to use the poll over here. And the question we start off with usually is, how was this week for 2A? Is it a great week, good week, an okay week? or whatever. So it was actually a really good week. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, it was actually late getting started here because I'm just cramming so much stuff into the post over here. So when we're looking at the description of this video, that's where most everything is. However, what I ran into this week, and I've done this before, is I've run into the 5,000 character limit that YouTube gives us for the description of the video. For whatever reason, YouTube puts that 5,000 limit. So uh, I post over on Patreon, which I use like a blog. And it uh, gives us a more interesting visual. And uh, I can put in headings and things, so links and everything else. So a little easier to deal with. So that's what we'll be watching on the screen here as we go down and take a look at all the stuff that we've been uh, paying attention to this week that's focused on Second Amendment in various ways. So again, really good week this week. Um, I'll tr I'm not going to be able to get this done before Gizzard corks me. He after corks me. There's a guy that does a live chat after this show, and I won't be able to get finished before that one because there's a lot of stuff going on this week, and it's all good. So I don't uh, go live and just shout out my friends or anything. I go live and attempt to give people a summary of what's worth listening to, what was important, and not the urgent headline grabbing stuff, nor the repetitive stuff, and definitely not the stuff that's selling you anything. 
So let's dig in. Actually, before we dig in, I'm going to take a minute here, run a commercial, and get something to drink. I got all rushed here, and I didn't get nothing to drink, and I want something to drink. So I'm going to, uh, oh, you know what? We're just going to play this again. Thanks, DJ. Friday, firearms technology and the gun industry. On Friday's show, it's not just the new gizmo or latest model. We talk about companies, the industry, where we came from, and what's next in materials, technology, and design. So thanks again to DJ for doing the intros there for me. So let's get into it. Um, let's see who's all out there saying hello. Makojo was the first one to show up. Barbecue is out there. DJ is out there. As is Patriot. So welcome, everybody. Thanks for jumping in. And uh, let's get into it. So first off, Crump had, or no, Crump was on the Locked and Loaded Latino show. So they go live every Sunday. It's pretty much the best live show you're going to get that's focused on 2A. There's lots of other shows that are out there that are focused on 2A, but not too many of them are live, and none of them are consistent. So uh, it was a good one, and um, yeah, it was a while ago, so I need to leave more notes. What I would recommend, especially when I don't have time like this show, is over on our YouTube channel, what I've been uh, doing part, partially so that if I ever need to remember what happened on that show and also to create some more keywords is on the community tab when I post a, a, a heads up for a show. For example, this one that we're looking at eventually we'll get back to the one that was the alert for locked and loaded having crump on so that would be many days ago so we're gonna have to scroll back a bit we can use this one as an example so crump had fudbusters on and if i would ask a question in the chat i would post it here as a, con a, an, a reply to my post and sometimes they answer them sometimes they don't and every once in a while i'll put something over here that i don't actually ask live because it might disrupt the flow or not be appropriate but I put them in here as notes. So I figure this is leaving some keywords out there. If somebody does read this ever, uh, gives them a little different spin on the uh, conversation or whatever. So if I went back and looked at the notes from this one, I know I did do that for the uh, Locked and Loaded show earlier this week. I also could probably go back and leave my comments as comments to their video after it renders, but I'm not that ambitious. Next up is Suicide Prevention Saturday. Brooke Cheney does a focus, a consistent focus on suicide prevention. This is a firearms channel. So what are we talking about? So this is two out of three deaths that have anything to do with the firearm are suicides. Those are obviously lumped in whenever they suggest that our property is the fault of all the violence in the world. So there's, reason, there's multiple reasons why that's a jump in logic or a, a, mis, a misuse of the numbers so a way to have a better conversation with the people that are under that misunderstand you know un, not understanding it correctly 
or intentionally trying to confuse things is uh, to be better at the conversation. And Brooke offers a consistent, efficient look at that or focus on that. So this show was 20 minutes and it was uh, what have you done for yourself with the idea that uh, self-care is important as well as helping other people. There's also more to it. And again, if you go back and look at the comments, there's usually quite a bit of interaction with these live shows. Now we get to the reload. So a blog slash podcast uh, from some researchers and they had on Alan West, who is now running against Wayne LaPierre for Grand Poobah of the NRA. And this is the best, most effective or efficient the, 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 the least annoying interview I've listened to on the subject. So the reload guy asks good questions and Alan answers the questions. And I get the impression that Alan is uh, willing and uh, frustrated enough with his experience with the NRA to be willing to run against Wayne Lab here but he doesn't seem super ambitious to do so, which is I think what most people ask for that quality in a representative, or in this case, someone who's uh, offering service in a leadership role. So we have an opportunity with the NRA annual meetings next weekend, except the exhibits are also happening and that's where most of the distraction will go. So uh, this was a great conversation. If you are interested in hearing the real deal about what's going on with NRA and any potential uh, challenge to the Wayne and a couple of people that are causing all the trouble and allowing all the people that have no interest in working or fighting for it, uh, you know, excuse to sit down and do nothing. Uh, Alan offers a real perspective on that. And this reload is about an hour, uh, 54 minutes. And it's about uh, a half talking about that and then a half talking about some other things. As I put in here, I actually put some notes this week. The best insight I have seen yet on the situation on NRA and West's reasons for throwing his hat in the ring. So there you go. So a couple of weeks back, I learned about Cape Gunworks and I've been watching their live shows ever since and they continue to impress me. They do a lot of interesting stuff in different ways and have enthusiasm and actual insight when people call in they're not just trying to shuffle them off the phone or get them uh, to buy something really good interesting and a fun show to listen to and they do quite a few different they fill in on other people's podcasts they do segments on other people's radio shows and they uh, do their own podcast that gets turned into a nationally syndicated radio show and again i think it's definitely a good ambassador for gun ownership, uh, the shop itself, and then uh, Toby's uh, ability on the live stuff. Again, it's live, so no scripts, and it's real. You can't fake it when you're live. I guess somebody could try to make a script for stuff like that, but it's not going to happen. Not with somebody who's, you know, somebody who's incompetent would never be able to read a script. Uh, let's see. They're really doing it over Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, they think it's cool and they think it's somehow a tribute, but uh, Alan West even said he's not going to be there because it was ridiculous for them to do it on Memorial Day. Uh, let's see. So then we get uh, Fudbusters is this lawyer from 
firearms policy coalition was on with crump you know that's it's all we get so when fudbuster guy is on by himself he's okay when he's on with we like shooting guy he gets real sarcastic and when he's on with crump he's also pretty sarcastic seemed like he was uh hung over or something on this particular interview as well so i do like the fudbuster guy when he is on his on point but this particular show isn't one of my favorites uh, then we got Eye on the Target Radio. I definitely left some comments during this one. They had a couple of different conversations. Uh, it's interesting now that I've been watching Eye on the Target Radio. I'd be curious what y'all think if you're following Eye on the Target or if you've been following Eye on the Target. It's um, sort of like hunting and competition shooting and, I don't know, something else. Maybe gun shows and shooting ranges. Everybody's into guns, but not everybody's into all of that stuff. In fact, very few people are into all of that stuff. Some people like this or that, but they can't stand this, or they okay with these three things, but there's just no way they're ever going to try that. So doing a live radio show entails a lot of sitting around and waiting and a lot of uh, extra things that happen, I guess you could say, like all the different uh, station breaks and plugs. There's hard breaks. They can't go over because they're on us bigger time schedule or a bigger clock and those things make their live show a little clunky and a little weird and i'm hoping that as i will follow them that they'll incorporate some changes to their show right to to evolve that because right now it's been pretty stagnant most of the feedback i get from eye on the target is it's uh, difficult to watch and they only really talk for, if it's an hour long show, hour and two, it's an hour, two hour long show. They probably only talk for an hour of that show. There's a good hour of it that you're just waiting for filler time. And since all of that's boilerplate, it is pretty difficult. So what I like to do is since this is on a Sunday evening is I'm usually listening to something else at the same time and then pause this one or mute the volume on it until they come back and listen to something else. It doesn't entail you know, shuffling or juggling volumes and stuff. But uh, let's move on. So then you have Holly Sullivan, who is the female president of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League. I say that because she's the only female in the role of president of a state-level organization at this point. Um, so she did a testimony to the, I think this was the Connecticut and actually, that does look like a plain old uh, that little thing. Maybe they bring their own thing. So I was going to say that looks like the same thing that they had at the uh, federal Congress. But uh, wherever this was, I actually don't even know. But it was a pretty decent five-minute uh, testimony or testimonial. And... Uh, there's a lot in there. It is definitely dense with info, but well presented and hopefully it's effective. Uh, again, the people and the person who are presenting it, it adds to it in a big way. Let's see. So uh, then we get to just a little note there. When they put in here, see they go, Holly Sullivan, DC Project Advisory Board member and something director testified today to protect our second amendment well they don't realize because they're not paying attention to their youtube thing but youtube doesn't put the date on there and not all platforms put the date they'll say 
a relationship thing. They'll say last week, you know, two months ago, stuff like that. They'll have some sort of time designation from the present, but they often don't have a date because for whatever reason. So uh, when I changed it or when I copy and pasted it, I went ahead and changed it where it says testified today to testified and I put the date, May 18th. Uh, just a little thing that you can do when you're uh, trying to get the message out or trying to get the word out. You're trying to archive things, pick things up that people are putting down on temporary social platforms and put them in a more permanent place on the internet so that they're you know, there's carbon copies and carbon copies that might last a little longer. If you're doing that work, you might as well take the extra moment to make it specific so that whoever might in the future need to do this research or is doing the research, you know, makes it a little bit easier for them. And the robots, the robots that are combing the internet, it gives them more things to grab onto and more ways to plug all this into the big, you know, everything. All right, so next we get the Get Off My Lawn podcast is back after a bit. And they just talked about, well, kind of general chat about uh, changes over the last couple of years, I guess. You have Riding Shotgun with Charlie, who teamed up with Meet the Pressers. It's a cop and some other guy that uh, they show up. And Charlie and the guy from Meet the Pressers, Matt, show up and interview together someone who they both already interviewed separately so you get a second interview from both of them and a sort of a tag team interview format which is pretty interesting in fact the show that i just listened to before this started is called the team house and that's the same kind of concept where they have two interviewers and one interviewee and it just allows a different dynamic than putting all the pressure on two people's shoulders now you got three people's shoulders so this one was interesting, I guess, uh, but uh, not my favorite of all of them. They were mostly just talking about self-defense and training and awareness and stuff. Uh, when you listen to this show particularly, they have some kind of sponsor who puts out a $250 CERT pistol. That's some kind of electric BB gun that people use nowadays for training. And they're 250 bucks, and you win one every time you listen to that show. Well, maybe it worded differently. You will win one every time you listen to that show. Wait, no, that's not the way to say it. But basically, there's a $250 thing given away for you, or should I say to you, every time you listen to that show. Uh, then you get to Gun Owners Radio. I listened to this one. It's from California, and uh, sometimes it's interesting, but it's on at the same time as something else, and I'm trying to remember what the other thing. I think it's on at the same time as uh, um, me or... Uh, Amanda Sufferpool's show, I Am the Target. And because they're both on, I bounce back and forth between them. And to be honest, it's mostly California-focused, and they're definitely talking about their gun prom, so I wasn't really listening to this one this week. Although, I do bounce over there, and if I hear something, especially if uh, the Eye on the Target is being boring, I'll jump over to that one and uh, post a comment or something about what they're talking about. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did post a comment about something, and they played it on the air, which is kind of cool. So then we get to Washington Gun Law. He's talking about how the ATF will enforce the, enforce the new pistol brace rule. Yeah, what are you going to do? So then next you get the... Oh, it looks like I forgot to... Oh, no. They didn't title their video. So I couldn't put a title in here. But the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League 
which was the first of the citizens defense leagues. Then people from Virginia moved to Arizona, were frustrated that we didn't have one. So they created the Arizona citizens defense league modeled completely after the Virginia citizens defense league. So anything you've seen our Arizona citizens defense league do, which is a lot of things, they are from Virginia, except for Charles, all five of them were from four of the five were from Virginia. And then Charles was out here and then they all just modeled the Virginia Citizens Defense League stuff and erased Virginia and put in Arizona and just did that here, except kind of maybe better. And then, you know, we have constitutional carry and a whole bunch of other things, thanks to them. So Virginia Citizens Defense League is the shit. And unlike our Citizens Defense League here in Arizona, which is a scared of the internet and is feeble when it comes to the internet and scared of the internet, the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League is the opposite. They are strong in the internet and they're capable on the internet and they really do great good stuff. One, they use the internet the way the internet should be used, especially for two-way active activism. They have their meetings online on real platforms that aren't hidden, nothing behind weird walls or nothing, no weirdness. And even with their mic issues or you know a weird camera thing or something once in a while, they still get a, a ton of stuff accomplished. During all the business, they were able to do like a parade style. Uh, what do they call their Virginia Capital Rally Day or something? I forget what they call their Virginia thing, but they schedule that each year. It's impressive. They've resisted tyranny. They've uh, pushed for good stuff. Uh, they have a good time while they're doing it. Uh, nobody really gets into weird. I mean, they're just doing it in a great way. Really cool. And they do it in front of everybody. And they have mistakes all the time. Not all the time, but they'll have mistakes and they don't care. They'll just have the mistakes and keep going, which is amazing because so many organizations I know personally from experience, the ones I have experience with, will not will be paralyzed, will be literally self-cemented because they're scared to look bad. And Virginia Citizens Defense League accomplishes while looking good and bad because they just are worried about getting the goals done. It's awesome. One of my favorite groups to listen to. So they were chatting about uh, how it's coming up to be Father's Day. And if you've got a father or you are buying something for dudes, or I'm not a biologist, whatever the hell you're buying stuff for, um, they were talking about getting a Virginia Citizens Defense League membership a bunch over and over again. And I was like, uh, are you kidding me? Not only is Virginia Citizens Defense League, all the other things I just said, awesome, but they're merch is pretty weak is pretty awesome too so let's go over and take a look at their merch actually so they've got a couple of cool things going on with their merch one is their patches so you can get a regular size patch and you can get a smaller patch they're four or five dollars i know they're too cheap so feel free to give them more money when you buy them because there should be raising funds but what they're actually doing is giving these patches out basically wholesale then you can get these big orange gun saves lives so Gun Saves Lives is Alan Corwin put a bunch of effort into making Gun Saves Lives a thing, and then everybody ripped it off, and Alan Corwin don't care. So there you go. You can get these big orange patches. They say Gun Saves Lives. Now let's talk about big. Ten inches. A 10-inch patch. That's unheard of. That's unprecedented. That's the kind of patch that a motorcycle gang has on the back of their jacket. You can get one that says Gun Saves Lives, or you can get their cool Virginia Citizens Defense League patch which is freaking awesome so boom right away i already knew like they have good merch and it's economical 
super cheap. I'm super cheap, and that is good prices. Where are we going? Back to here. So while they were having their chat, I said, hey, local merch would be awesome gifts, and they help spread the word for the VACDL. People can always use a new patch for their range bag or at the cubicle or at the door of the gun safe, maybe on the headliner of your vehicle. Uh, grab a bunch. And then they went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So boom. If you're thinking something while you're watching something, type in there. You know what happens? The mechanism appreciates it. Al Gore is fed. He makes, he's happy. He's appeased. So he starts to make things happen. But the human beings on the other end, they see what you type. And every once in a while, they read it. And every once in a while, that goes, oh, and it registers with them. And then you're participating in this whole internet thing. It's amazing. So I highly encourage you to do it. So it's, it's all about, it is what it's all about. All right, so next up is that Washington gun law again was talking about what really is constitutional carry. I'll tell you what, we have a lawyer here in Arizona, attorneys for freedom. We have attorneys in California, in, well, I guess there's one in California, but we have them in Texas, the armed attorneys. We've got this guy in Washington, Washington gun law, and then you got all the exploitists who came along and made a bunch of money uh, watching the different court cases, and they're probably still watching court cases. So you got some that are in the game, and then you got some that came to the game recently, and then you got some that are Johnny come lately. So uh, I don't know where I'm at with this Washington gun law. Be interested to hear what people from Washington are thinking kind of gets on my nerves, but he's also given out decent info. But he's kind of on my nerves. So I'm interested what people think. Um, and that, I mean that because he says, this is the way it is. And I'm like, well, what if, no, it ain't. What if that way it is? Like, you're just saying it's the way that is, but that ain't the only way it can be. And you're just not even, like, there's no conversation. He's just saying that's the way it is. And then the video is over. Mm, too used to having conversation, too used to having some back and forth to iron things out. So to me, it's a little bit, I don't like it. All right, so next we get uh, uh, Jared over there doing a couple of different videos. First one he did was the uh, FFL revocations are up 500% and just calling the alarm, you know, letting people know, hey, the the shenanigans, whatever, the BS that's happening right now with the and for the executive branch is using their abilities to regulate their own entities, right? To boss their own divisions around. And they told the ATF, go be mean to gun shops. So there's this war on F in FFLs right now. We're seeing it with the new rules that are happening. And we're seeing it more importantly in the consequences of the enactment of existing rules. So without even new rules coming into play, we're seeing a 500% increase in the number of FFLs that are disappearing, that are being told you can no longer have a license. Now, if it was one and it went to five, that would be 500%. So first off, screw everybody who's just regurgitating the 500%. That's sensationalist. If they're going to put 500% to be legitimate, they need to put you know 500% in a scale, you know, is it 5,000 and it went to 25,000 or whatever? Like that's a big deal. If it's five and it went to 25, then that's not a big deal in a country of 360,000 know, million people. So we need to know a little bit more about that. Maybe, 
oh my, mainly I posted that earlier in the week because uh, Jared was just catching up with Machine Gun Nest, the gun shop in Maryland who already reported on that last week as of FFL and because they're not worried about nothing, they're just posting updates all the time. You know, they got it out quicker. So basically I was just saying, hey, you know, Jared's doing his thing and he's got that, I guess, 481,000 subs, half a million subs, which is pretty awesome considering he doesn't really put out garbage. He only puts out alerts and news, kind of nerd stuff. Uh, so that's a lot of viewers, a lot of people that are following that. But he's late, you know, he's late to the game. Now, you know, he might have been busy, whatever, I don't judge i'm just saying that's the thing but then he does this one on the firearms licensing act and if you're gonna go oh that guy's got a hundred or half a million subs he must be just saying this guy's falling uh, he's saying everything's the worst case scenario because there's some of them that do that well i'm watching this video and within the first minute of a 10 minute video jared is like this is garbage this is fake so you know he's not leading people on he's not sky has fallen he's just like hey here's another thing i got to talk about it because it's out there but here's all the reasons why it ain't a thing which is what you'd expect from somebody who's actually giving you the weather report and not trying to get you to buy umbrellas or something right so uh kudos to jared on that um let's see so i'm cleaning my glasses off hold on let me down a second then we get to all right, now we're going back to Crump. So Mark Jones. Did anybody watch the Mark Jones thing? I'll tell you what. Uh, GOA, they're, you know what I mean? They're like right in the middle. They're not 100%. They're definitely not no, what do they call it? No compromise. That's fake. They compromise. I don't know about this hunting thing. Um, you know, they they put this guy on Crump, and I don't know if he's ever been on a podcast before, but uh, it's not that Crump asks hard questions, but if somebody's never answered questions before and you ask questions, it's pretty much obvious that they've never answered questions before or never even considered what you're being asked questions about. So do I have any confidence in the Gun Owners of America's Hunter Outreach? No. Is it because of Mark Jones? No. It's because of GOA. And Mark Jones didn't do anything to change my mind about it. And then the interview, I don't know. So nobody's saying that they, uh, nobody's saying that they watched it. I don't know if it's worth watching it for an hour or not. We do need re outreach to hunters, but we don't need every, any waste of time. Let's put it that way. All right. Next, we're getting to Medical Monday. Why your cool guy colors suck. So, yeah, Jaeger's a good dude, puts out good stuff. His channel continues to put out good stuff, and it's nothing mind-blowing, but it's a useful one, especially if you're wearing black rubber gloves. If you're one of the black rubber gloves type, oh, my first aid kit has black rubber gloves because I'm so tactical, then you might want to go actually talk to somebody who's looked for blood before. So next is Chris. Uh, Chris from the 740. And actually, I guess there's one in front of that, but I'll talk about Chris here since I saw that picture first. So Chris is doing chats on Wednesdays, and I didn't really know until a couple weeks ago. Now I started paying attention. So these happen kind of during Matt's chats. And since Matt's chats aren't really on topic or anything anymore, this one's potentially more interesting. Chris's chat was number 18, so I guess he's been doing it for a while. 
This one this week was about common or must have tools for gun owners and builders, which was pretty good because he had a pretty full room. Uh, did it say 200 something views, 800, 300 views almost? So, you know, it had a lot of views at the time. There was a full room, like 10 plus people, I think. And uh, whatever questions they were going over, or whatever, you got a lot of, you know, a lot of um, perspective, a lot of facets when you get that many people in there. And they all seem to be actually participating. It's not one of those chats where eight people are sitting there watching two people chat, which happens quite a bit. So uh, yeah, pretty interesting chat. He's got a, over a thousand subs now. So definitely consider checking that out. They're kind of a focus on reloading, competition, shooting, and what gun did you buy kind of chats, but not not just parked on the what gun did you buy. Definitely shooting and reloading and a lot of gun use in there too. Speaking of gun use, we got Dragon Man's in here, and Dragon Man is awesome. So we're going to be talking about the Williams Family Museum in a second, but Dragon Man is also awesome. You live in 2022, and a lot of people would go, oh, it's at the end of the Roman Empire, blah, 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 blah. But everybody else who's not an idiot is thinking about, you live in 2022, which means you've got Dragon Man and the Williams Family Museum that you have access to. And you don't even have to go to Dragon Man's. You can just watch the Dragon Man's channel and live vicariously through Dragon Man and his daughter. So, you know, the other people that go to Dragon Man's, I guess. So in this video, Dragon Man buys five, six, six, seven full auto M16s off of some SOT that goes out of business. He mentions that kind of talks about it. Now, Dragon Man is cool dude, but he doesn't know nothing about, well, he knows stuff, but he, he generalizes gun laws quite a bit. So don't go there for your gun law facts but for the most part he's not breaking laws he's just generalizing things a lot so basically uh he buys a bunch of m16s off an sot a, a manufacturer who had built sample guns for whatever reason went to decided not to renew their license probably because of the war on ffls that's being waged by the current uh atf so uh Dragon Man has these new M16s, and he takes them out to his private range. He's got a range that everybody can go shoot at. He's got a range that's like a where he does the full auto rentals and stuff. He's got ranges that instructors and trainers can rent and have their classes in, and then he's got a paintball range, and then he's got other stuff. But this is his range, like his personal range out behind his house, I guess. And that's where he goes out and shoots his own stuff, and like in this case, test firing some things. So that was a pretty cool video. I don't think it's very long, but... Just cool to see Dragon Man up there being Dragon Man and sharing it with everybody. That means Dragon Man pays somebody to stand around with a camera watching Dragon Man do his thing. And he's not sensationalizing. He's just being Dragon Man. And we all get to participate in that by watching a video for a little while. So 190,000 subs. Dragon Man's awesome. Talked about Chris there. Now let's talk about Barbecue. Who probably doesn't show up for this show. Oh, no. He's over here. Uh, so Barbecue is uh, trying to help people out because that's the way he does things. So we had a uh, giveaway type of situation going on for um, Tara, who smashed into something with a motorcycle. So in order to raise a couple of funds, raise some awareness, do kind of a morale boost, he did a uh, uh, thing. And I don't really pay attention because I didn't win, but I think that was on Tuesday. And I don't know who won. Somebody won. And uh, I don't even know what they decided to win. Did, did we know? Did he announce that ever? Um but either way, I think I ducked out of that show before it was over, I think. But it's cool that barbecues out there 
uh, doing that kind of thing. And, you know, occasionally we've got folks in the community that do those things. Next up is AR Guns, hosting all kinds of live conversations recently. Just had one earlier today, in fact. However, this one, I believe, the reason I put it in here is he's got some kind of new setup for his camera. And as far as uh, kind of doing instruction or informative videos about reloading, it's just like a really good angle. It's as if you were sitting next to him at a bench. So it's not so close to the reloading press that that's all you're seeing, which would be good if you were really trying to see something in you know, detail. But it's far enough away that you're seeing his whole movement or whatever. And uh, then you see a portion of the uh, counter, or I'm going to try to say his bench. So just a really good view. And I know he'd been kind of chatting about that in earlier shows. So I just thought that was a, a cool deal, especially considering that uh, AR and Echo spend a majority of their time addressing issue, you know, uh, points about reloading or featuring different calibers and what's, you know, what I mentioned, what you tweak on that particular caliber and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. So next up is John Lott has 1,900 9, 1, subs. And he's been posting recently about um, some video, some TV shows that are changing, try, attempting to change the Overton window, attempting to change uh, perception of firearms owners. So this one was Star Trek. And I don't know this Star Trek, but this is supposed to be Pike, I think. And I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was supposed to be Pike. And he's describing how World War III on Earth happens and something like, I forget what he called us. He called us like the first, it's the, like the first, gener like I forget what he called it, like the, the generation before the war, before the first extinction or something, like the first extinct generation or something. As if in this version of Star Wars, humans have gone extinct more than once because of wars. <laughs> so, whatever. And I guess they say the war happened because people questioned the vote. <laughs> and that's in Star Trek. And that's in 32 seconds. So, pretty annoying. Next up is uh, Shep. I don't know if anybody's watching Shep. I, I feature his channel every once in a while. Uh, he basically just shows off his guns and shoots his guns and whatever. And I've been following his channel forever um he's showing off a row wildcat i don't know how you say that ray right i used to know how to say it um right no i don't know how to say it anyway it's a it's an interesting rifle and maybe there'll be one like that for sale at auction soon you never know uh barbecue saying the patriot one. Oh, okay cool and then he's still thinking about it right on so next up is uh, Black Guns and Gardens, which is a channel I found, I'm not sure. I think it was just, it was recommended to me and I'm a big fan of gardens and whatnot. And this one is just a one minute video. It could have been two seconds shorter and it would have been a short, should have made it a short because then they get more views on it. But uh, using, what do they call them things? A tomato fence? No, what do you call it? Tomato, anyway, the piece of, hardware metal that you use. What do you call that stuff? I can't think of it. The fence thing that you put around a tomato. Uh, they put one around the cucumbers. And I guess I've seen people do that before, but I happen to have two squashes out back right now that are doing pretty good. 
but I didn't really know what to do with them. And now I'm thinking I'm definitely putting, is it a cage, a tomato cage? I'm going to put one of these cages around them and let them kind of, I don't know if they'll go up very high, but at least it'll let, these are the little yellow squashes. They grow good out here. Um, it'll let them hang, right? So they're not sitting in the dirt or whatever. So anyway, thought that was a cool video. Plugging a channel with 38 subscribers. So you want to go hang out and join a channel that's only got 38 subscribers? How often do you get to be one of the first 50 subscribers on a channel? Speaking of the first 50 subscribers on a channel, I was one of the first 50 subscribers to the Williams Family Museum, which is a museum up in northern Nevada, which is a giant metal building, sort of like a shop or something that was all gutted out and cleaned out. And then grandpa put his guns all around so really nice displays on all the walls floor to ceiling tables all over the place with stuff spilling all over giant collection of stuff 1500 guns and the other day i was minding my business and they were at like 980 something subs and i was like you know what i think we can thousand them so we went ahead and thousanded them they took like half an hour or an hour and a half or something like that and when we walked away they got over a thousand subs so it worked and I made a new playlist for the thousandings. So we've done thousandings now for Gizzard, for Barbecue, for Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and Williams Family Museum. So I don't know who will be next, but I ain't done thousanding things yet. All right, next up is the Mouse Party. So I don't know if Foss is out here. Is Foss out here? He probably doesn't show up for this show. But uh, that dude does a show on Wednesdays. And it's a non-topic, -sub, non subject-loose, uh, subject-fluid mouse party. It was pretty fun. All right, next we're getting into some of the uh, military stuff. There's a little line here. I always put this little line to line off the stuff that's the military interviews. So I'm listening to more and more of these for a couple of reasons. One is they're good. And two is... Anybody who is pessimistic is an idiot. We have so many decent, awesome, able, enthusiastic, and dedicated public servants who've already served, who now, after the global, global war on terror, whatever it's called, um, are looking at what's happening and going, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and do this again, except this time with pens instead of swords. Uh, we're about to see a lot of different stuff happening and it isn't going to be people that went to college to learn how to go to to learn how to be politicians or whatever. It's going to be people that did other things and then got out. Right. So I've been, I've been really digging a lot of these interviews and I'm not even kidding. Like now we're actually seeing people run for Congress. So we're going to see some differences here going forward. Um, one of them is one of the people I've been watching isn't necessarily an interview show, although this is an interview that I'm talking about. Tactical Rifleman, a Green Bray off of the internet, off of YouTube, 697, almost 700,000 subs. And he does a couple of different things nonstop, uh, putting out content and doing stuff. And on Tuesdays, he has a show called Tactical Tuesday. It's basically the exact same time as Ghost. So watch a Green Bray or watch ghost so i watch the army so uh i'll watch ghost silently like on mute while i'm watching the other one but actually he had no chance this week because it was an interview with ronnie barrett the guy who invented the barrett 50 so 
dude from Tactical Rifleman sat down at the gun shop that Barrett owns that's outside of the Barrett factory, hanging out with Barrett, and they chatted for two hours, but it gets better. So they start chatting, and there's a little bit of technical detail, technical difficulty, so that makes all the little kids leave. It was excellent. All the little kids that would normally troll something, gone. And then once they figure out the technical thing, it's all good to go, and they have two hours worth of stellar conversation, right? And it's almost like annoying kid free because all the little kids left to watch other stuff on the internet so they're talking about the development of the rifle and the inspiration and the invention and then you get to the era where ronnie barrett had created the gun had sold enough of them to improve it right to get it to the point where it had it was viable as a military candidate but he was up against bolt actions with this semi-auto. And when you're trying to get snipers to accept it, that was a challenge, right? And he's not a military type. He's just some guy, right? Nobody told him he couldn't. So he just did. He's not anybody. He's just some guy from Kentucky, from Tennessee that started making a 50 BMG semi-auto, right? So it gets to that era. And I'm thinking this is the nineties or eighties or something. This is the era when nobody has accepted or, uh, you know, um, no one's confident with his rifle yet. Really cool, really cool interview. And then uh, just to summarize, one of the cool things he talks about how, um, well, and then I guess the part that I was getting at is that he's, he's talking about this era when the Barrett isn't yet like taken under the wing of the military. And the people who are doing the interview were in service at that time. And the dude who hangs out with tactical riflemen all the time is sniper instructor from um back in the day and he is knows ronnie from all this time and the, is familiar with this whole integration or the introduction of the barrett's families into sniper and into special operations and stuff so it was really 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 cool and then for example the barrett try he wanted it to be a sniper rifle snipers aren't going to take it so pararescue air force pararescue takes it so that they can clear runways with it. You uh, get the bad guys will throw a bunch of landmines down on your runway. Now you got a bunch of these landmines laying on your runway. If you go out and scoot them, they're gonna blow up. So you, you gotta do something. So if you shoot them with a rifle, they're gonna explode and make a divot out of your runway. So that's not gonna work. Shoot them with shotgun, same thing. You shoot them with a 50 BMG, and they blow up before they blow up. They get blown to smithereens before the trigger mechanisms can blow them up. So they're an effective tool for anti-material, right? So those pararescue guys have them for that specific purpose if they're needed because they can have anything they want. They might as well have any tool they might need. But now they're opening up these barrets in front of guys in field instead of procurement officers theorizing with pencils and paper and sniper guys who you know lived a whole different world with bolt actions so now you get guys that are in on the ground opening up seeing a bear open up in front of them and they have budgets that are unlimited and they start saying hey what's going on with these barrets so it's just neat to hear that whole thing super interesting interview it's two hours long free you can just listen to it whenever you want super cool super cool interview Next up is Combat Story, which is the combat. He's a Apache pilot and uh, CIA, and then he does the hour-ish format video uh, conversations, usually focused on their combat experience, like it says. But then 
you know, their lifestyle and their new things, how they transitioned out of the military and things like that. Now, this guy um, who he interviews, Daryl Ut, 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 I don't know how to say his name, uh, was a Green Bray and then came out and started the Medal of Honor Museum. So, or I don't know if he started it, but he's the kind of the driving force of the Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. So that's pretty cool. The Medal of Honor Museum, if you don't know, was... In, had been intended to be built, but then all the stress of the last couple of years happened and kind of threw everything off kilter. So it's being built now. Uh, and that'll be a new museum. It might actually be built. I'm not sure where the thing is. I guess we can go look, but it's it's on the way if it isn't brand new. Then we have Team House, which is the Green Bray and some other guy, Ranger or something, who in, together interview people. And uh, last week they interviewed uh, a CIA guy, Rick Prado. Pretty cool interview. Uh, he was in a long time ago, did all kinds of interesting stuff. And I guess a lot of crazy stuff is said about him. So he kind of cleared a lot of stuff up. Really interesting interview. Not my favorite or nothing, but it was good. And then right now they're talking to a Marsoc guy, a Marine Marsoc. For me, it's pretty interesting because he's in in the part that I listened to for about an hour here. They were talking about everything that Haas would tell me about when me and him drove around for half a year. I learned everything about Marsoc. Problem is, I have no idea what Marsoc is. So Marines tell you stuff and they go, oh, what the blah, 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 all these like abbreviations. I don't know what any of them are. So, uh, I mean, I got the gist of what he was telling me, but kind of got another summary of what all happened there. Basically, it's when recons turned into MARSOC. And if you're not a Marine, Patriot might know what I'm talking about. But if you're not a Marine, I understand that there was Force Recon. And then I understand that there's MARSOC. But in this video that's, or this conversation that's happening right now over on a, the podcast called Team House, they're talking to a guy who was in and kind of got shuffled around. And then how that whole thing happened how the they all got divided up and to do their things and stuff and like i say it's super interesting because all these stories i heard from haas were about these things but little fragments little windows and stuff so it's kind of needed all lined lined a lot of stuff up for my in my head anyway those are the military ones that are happening now definitely a good week for it i can't tell you how cool that ronnie barrett interview is and we live in a time when you can go watch dragon man go hang out at the uh, Williams Family Museum channel for a little bit and then go hear from Ronnie for like an hour talking about what it was like to his friends. It's like not just like some boring interview with somebody he's never met before. He's hanging out with people he knows talking about the good old days. It's amazing. It's a good interview. It's really cool. Um, let's see. So then we get to March, our stuff that we did this week. Where are we at with time? So I think Gizzard is already probably porking us, but we're doing pretty good. We all ended up here pretty quick. So our stuff for the week, we did quite a few things. We do, of course, the uh, Daily Gun Show where we go live every weeknight at midnight. Uh, this show is part of that, that project. But in addition, uh, we do other things. And one of them is uh, some different series that we, we, we run. And one is the one popular one recently has been the maps. So we worked on the maps a little bit more. And there's a link to that one there. It is... Friday, so it's free patch Friday. However, we didn't get very many purchases over at the store. If, if barbecue is still out there, uh, he's got a pick coming. Gizzard has a pick coming, but he's corking me, so he's probably not here. And then 
if Matt is out there, you don't technically get one, but if you're a Patreon, you can definitely have a spin or a roll, I guess. But we did offer some uh, roll your own uh, free patches today. Nobody really took us up on it. And some 80% patch kits also hit the store today. Uh, maybe those will sell one day. And then let's see, we've had a blast from the past. Somebody had posted something about this AMD uh, AK from a long, long time ago. Did it say how long ago? No. But uh, I decided to throw that out on UGE tube and over on, uh, where else we put stuff? Over on GunTube just to see how they would uh, like this old video. Basically took the front vert grip off of a AMD 65, not a 63. Wait, an AMD 60. Now I'm trying to remember back in the day. It must be a 65 because I wrote 65 on there. But basically I took the front grip off and replaced it with just the the little pinky extension that you put under a Glock grip or a Glock magazine. And uh, that little, you know, the thing that's normally just a replacement floor plate will uh, give you enough to have like a hand stop or a hand rest. So it worked out pretty well, and it actually just used the same screw that the vert grip works on. So it's a five-minute video doing that little modification or whatever. Uh, let's see. So we've got a video from earlier in the week, from last week, when we were driving around Arizona and flew around the robot drone. So um, that's uh, flying around, or we got some video of that flying around. And we've got a, a couple of things going on, uh, going up to auction over at the pot of gold auctions up in the phoenix area including this g kit so if you want to check that out feel free there's a video up there'll be more of them going up uh closer to the video or closer to the auction all right and then uh lastly we got like i say this roll your own free patch so barbecue is pretty much the only one who's here i think that's got a free patch coming uh like i say if gizzard was here he would or maybe I could just do that over in his show if I got a link. And then uh, I don't think Matt is here. But uh, with that, we'll jump over to the Insta. No, I already got it over here. We'll go over to the Instagram channel where we've got that patch thing. And uh, Barbecue is still out here. Get ready to pick your free patch. Why don't you just pick your free patch, dude? There's no reason to roll any dice. If you got any interest in one of them, let me know which it is, and then it's your free patch. Makes it pretty easy when you're the only one participating. I posted what I thought was a pretty funny comment on your 80% patch bit. Oh, I didn't check it out yet. I basically uh, started uh, doing the screen captures and stuff for here. Like I say, I like to post this over on Patreon with all the pictures and stuff to make it a little easier so that it's not like homework, so that it makes it more fun for me, but also makes it more useful for people. Maybe remember that, oh, the thing I'm looking for is the Virginia Citizens Defense League, so it's easy to see that uh, logo there or whatever. But anyway, I just barely uh, finished doing this right at the end of the show here. So with that, I don't guess I don't have to waste everybody's time waiting for barbecue to respond. But again, uh, thanks to people who do participate in what we do out here. It allows us to continue to do what we do. With that, uh, Gizzard is live after this. Uh, tomorrow, Brooke is going to be doing something, I suspect. Maybe recorded, maybe live. She'll be shooting at a thing called the Aiming for Zero, which is a shooting event that happens, well, I think more than annually. But she's going to a big shooting event, which is uh, to create awareness for veteran suicide. 
Brooke is the one that I mentioned does the weekly focus on suicide awareness and prevention. And this particular shoot is one that she's participating in that's focused on the veteran side of uh, suicide. Now, of course, I'm not going to get into it. There's lots of different ways to find data on that, but veterans are a big portion of those numbers. And again, we can act like it's somehow the fault of the implement, or we could work on the causes and work to prevent that. And then the result would be that we'd have less veterans choosing that path. So with that, I'll leave you there. Thanks everybody for showing up. And thanks to Brooke for uh, not just the consistent focus on that, but then also participating in the shoot. She's been getting ready and doing some uh, different uh, content on her channel to tell people about what it's been like getting ready for the competition side of it, the practicing and the uh, like auditing her times and things to develop her, uh, you know, what she needs to practice, I guess, to, to, to focus on what she needs to practice on. So it's all pretty been pretty neat. With that, I guess I should remember that we have a poll over here. So with 12 votes, let me grab the results. I can stick them into the comments later or into the description later. But the uh, results of the poll are how this week was for 2A. Everybody says it was a great week. Some people said it was a good week, and then a very few people said it was an okay week. Nobody else matters. With that, thanks everybody for showing up. Oh, let's see. I have the blue and white hash tacticals already, so once I have the black one, I'll just have to find the ultra rare fourth tactical to complete the set. So you're saying you want the hash tactical off of that list? You got it. All right, good stuff. I'll check out the Barrett interview. Yeah, I think you'll like it, Patriot. And you may enjoy this one that's happening on the team house. They're, they're Army dudes, but they interview Marines dudes. And the, uh, the this Marsoc one, I mean, like I say, you probably know about it more than I do. But this one's pretty interesting, just hearing a rundown of how it went from Force Recon into Marsoc. Kind of just the units got renamed, shuffled kind of thing. Pretty interesting. All right, with that, um, I'm going to quit saying that, and we'll end it. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. So let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching GunWebsites.com.